RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. A leading microbiologist warns that herd immunity is probably now unattainable for the SAR. The Hong Kong Alliance, in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, is quizzed about its foreign ties. And a prominent movie director calls on the government to clarify a proposed film censorship law. Prominent microbiologist Yun Kwok Yung and his team say Hong Kong should maintain the zero COVID strategy for the time being, but they're suggesting that herd immunity is no longer achievable with the emergence of the Delta variant. Wendy Wong reports. In an article published in Ming Pao, Professor Yun and his team from the University of Hong Kong said the threshold for herd immunity had greatly increased as the Delta variant is transmissible among vaccinated people. They said previously, herd immunity could be achieved if 70% of a population were vaccinated with BioNTech jabs, which have an efficacy rate of 95%. The latest calculations now showed the threshold had increased to 97.4%. They said taking into account the use of Sinovac jabs, which have a lower efficacy rate, the vaccination rate for herd immunity would be an unachievable 142.9%. Achieving herd immunity would be like building a castle in the sky, they wrote. The researchers also urge Hong Kong to stick to a zero-COVID target with an aim not to eradicate the virus, but to buy time to vaccinate everyone as quickly as possible so as to prevent serious complications and deaths. And since the mutated virus can be transmitted among vaccinated people, the experts urged people to continue wearing face masks even when the city reaches a vaccination rate of 90%. Students aged 12 or above can take their coronavirus jabs at government vaccination centres without a booking from Friday. Natalie Ching with that story. Officials hope the expansion of the walk-in jabs can boost the vaccination rate among students. Currently, people who are 60 or older can get a same-day ticket to receive a COVID-19 jab without a booking. And the government decided to extend the arrangement to cover students studying at primary and secondary schools, as well as post-secondary institutions. Each student can be accompanied by up to two people, such as family members. Those joining the youngsters can take the jabs as well. A government spokesman said with the summer holiday coming to an end, the arrangement will hopefully assist students and their parents who have not yet received vaccination to get inoculated. Health officials have reported five new imported COVID-19 infections, including two patients who had been fully vaccinated. Wang Yinting reports. One of the latest cases is a 44-year-old woman who flew in from the Philippines and had received both doses of the BioNTech jabs. Another is a 61-year-old woman from Dubai. She had been inoculated with the Sinopharm vaccines. Neither of them showed any symptoms. Two other patients aged 1 and 2 arrived from Pakistan and developed symptoms last Saturday. A three-year-old girl from France tested positive during her quarantine period at the Sheraton Hong Kong Hotel and Towers in Tim Sha Chou. There were no new local cases for the day. Meanwhile, health officials said a 42-year-old woman who left Hong Kong on August 13 for the UK had recently tested positive there. As a result, the authorities have ordered people to get tested if they have stayed in Wing Chang House in Sha Tin, where the woman lived during her incubation period. National Security Police have reportedly written to core members of the Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, asking for information related to the group's ties with foreign groups. Damon Pang reports. 
According to Chao Hang Tong, vice chairperson of the alliance, police have asked them to hand over the information within a fortnight in accordance with Article 43 of the National Security Law. Ms Chow said a letter from the police described the alliance as an agent of foreign groups, an allegation she categorically denied. She said the organization was formed by Hong Kong people in 1989 to support the democratic development of China. This whole matter is clearly an abuse of the national security law to suppress civil organizations, Ms Chow told RTHK. She accused the police of trying to discourage civil groups from contacting overseas organizations as part of a scheme to eliminate civil society. She said other core members of the alliance have received similar police requests for information and they'll discuss how to respond. On reports that the alliance will vote next month on whether or not to disband, the activist said disbandment is a collective decision of all members and she cannot give an answer on behalf of others. The group had for decades organised the June 4th candlelight vigil at Victoria Park. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Prominent movie director Mabel Chung has called on the government to clarify what would be banned under the proposed film censorship law. She says clarification is needed even though she personally doesn't think anyone in Hong Kong would intentionally make films to threaten national security. Maggie Ho reports. Mabel Zheng, who directed well-known films including The Autumn Tale in City of Glass, made the comments a day after the government proposed a film censorship amendment bill, which targets movies deemed to be supporting or glorifying acts that could endanger national security. She said the trade had met with officials and asked them what would not be allowed under the proposed law, but was given no definite answer. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ms. Zheng also expressed worries over the proposal that filmmakers could only challenge a ban by filing a judicial review in court rather than going to an appeal board. Now, if it involves national security, the chief secretary could ban the movie. The appeal committee will not handle it. They say you can file a judicial review, but the process with a judicial review is long and indefinite, and the movie would definitely miss the screening schedule. It will be waiting indefinitely. But the director added she doesn't think any filmmakers would deliberately do things to threaten national security. Most of us just want to make movies to entertain people, express our beliefs, or make movies that move us personally. Directors should be brave. We should stand firm and make movies for things that are worth it. Although there may be a lot of uncertainties, if you don't keep walking, how would you find out whether there's a way? How could you censor yourself? I think we should be brave and stride ahead. Meanwhile, lawmaker for the sports, performing arts, culture and publication sector, Ma Fong Kwok, brushed aside worries that the proposed law will stifle freedom of expression, saying it will instead provide a clear guideline to better protect filmmakers. He said if censors think there are problems with a film, producers can always try to edit out words, lines or scenes to make sure nothing is contrary to national security. Lawmakers have passed a government bill that allows legal officers in the Department of Justice to take the title of senior counsel, even if they're not barristers. In the past, only barristers could be promoted to the prestigious rank. Promoting her bill in LegCo, Secretary for Justice Theresa Cheng said many legal officers argue cases in the same way as barristers do in court, and the change seeks to give fair recognition to those with outstanding advocacy experience. 
The bill was passed with no opposition. Speaking through an interpreter, Ms Cheng says the judiciary will vet applications from individual legal officers. Since the Chief Justice is the appointing authority, any legal officer who thinks he or she meets the statutory qualifications can apply to the judiciary on his or her own. The government has no role in the entire application and selection process. Therefore, it has not kept any statistics of our estimated the number of non-barrister legal officers who can qualify for application upon a passage of this bill. In fact, the focus of the proposed amendment is not just number of non-barristers legal officers who are eligible to apply this year or next, but the removal of unnecessary formal hurdle from the system. Customs officers say they have, for the first time, smashed the money laundering case involving cross-boundary drivers. Five people were arrested. Richard Pine has more. Customs authorities say the suspects are linked to a $170 million money laundering scheme. They're aged from 40 to 43. Three of those arrested are cross-border drivers. Mark Wu, who heads the department's Syndicate Crimes Investigation Bureau, says the drivers had been using the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge to transport the money out of Hong Kong in the past four months. Mr. Wu says they aroused suspicion because the large sums of cash they'd declared far exceeded their income levels. He said some of the money could be from a money changer in Kuntong. A director and a staff member of the money changer were arrested. Customs officers suspect a syndicate could be behind the scheme, recruiting underemployed cross-boundary drivers to help launder money. A high-ranking Beijing official overseeing Hong Kong affairs says the city is now teeming with patriotism and positive energy after the national security law was implemented and the electoral system was reformed. Violet Wong reports. Huang Liu Chen said he's noticed how orderly the SAL now is and how much Hong Kong people desire stability and development. Speaking after a seminar organized by the Hong Kong United Youth Association on the country's 14th five-year plan, the deputy director of the Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office said the city needs to treasure what it has now and make up for lost time after political bickering hindered its development. I believe as long as there's such a consensus in the Hong Kong society, it will definitely create a huge momentum and the pearl of the Orient will have a bright future for sure, he said. Mr Huang said he didn't think latest figures showing almost 90,000 people had left Hong Kong reflected people's lack of confidence in the city's future. He said Hong Kong's development is now back on track, as evidenced by economic indicators that exceeded market expectations. The official also called on young people in the city to develop their careers in the Greater Bay Area, seeing more than a thousand young people from Hong Kong and Macau have started their businesses on the mainland. Some of these entrepreneurs said from the bottom of their hearts that only those who start a business or work in cities in the Greater Bay Area know how good the place is, he said. He added that the central government will provide more opportunities for young people here, including professionals like Chinese medicine doctors, to work across the border. 
U.S. climate envoy John Kerry will reportedly travel to China next month to continue his efforts to carve out climate change as an area of closer, closer collaboration. His visit would be the former Secretary of State's second and comes at a time of deepening tensions between the two countries. Mr. Kerry has led U.S. efforts to convince the global community to accelerate efforts to curb carbon emissions. People familiar with the matter say during the upcoming visit, Mr. Kerry will look to build on the commitments to tackle the climate crisis that was secured during his first trip in April. And the U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris has begun her visit to Vietnam by speaking of the need to raise pressure on China. For the second time in two days, she said the U.S. and others must challenge Beijing's activity in the disputed South China Sea. The BBC's Jonathan Head looks at U.S.-Vietnamese relations. They've got so many shared interests and she has been able to do a bit more vaccine diplomacy. They're really suffering from a resurgence of COVID in Vietnam. They badly need vaccines. US and China are almost in competition. China's offered some, Kamala Harris has offered another million doses, but she's hoping to start partnerships in a whole load of other technical areas, supply chain security, cyber security, areas where she hopes a more subtle relationship can be built up with the countries of this region in a way to push back the influence of China, which has really expanded enormously in the last decade. Sport and competition at the Tokyo Paralympics got underway today with Hong Kong athletes in action in swimming and table tennis. In table tennis, there were wins for Wang Ting Ting and Ng Mui Wui in the group stages. Wang beat France's Lee Ferney 3-1, while Ng beat Japan's Maki Ito by the same score. In the pool, Chan Yui Lam beat broke a Paralympic record qualifying for the 100-metre butterfly finals, clocking in at 1 minute 7.2 seconds, more than three seconds under the previous mark for the S14 class. But Russia's Valeria Shabalina subsequently broke that record, and in the final she broke the world record too, coming in at 1 minute and 3.59 seconds. Chan Yui Lam was a whisker away from a medal, coming in just 0.15 seconds behind Australia's Ruby Storm in third place. On the pitch, Benfica are first are into the Champions League group stage after a goalless draw at PSV Eindhoven. Last week's 2-1 game in the home leg was enough to send the Portuguese side back into Europe's top competition after a one-year absence. Sweden's Malmo and Young Boys of Switzerland have also qualified. And clubs in the English Premier League have confirmed that they won't release players for international matches in red-listed countries next month. The UK's the UK government's COVID rules require travellers who have visited countries on the restricted list to isolate for a 10-day period on return. More from the BBC's Alex Howe. The decision of the clubs to vote this way, which is supported by the Premier League applies to nearly 60 players from 19 of the Premier League clubs. And those players were due to go to 26 red list countries in the September international uh, break. They say talks have been had with the government, uh, with the FA, but no exemption has been granted. And a quick look at the weather. We can expect isolated showers. Cloudy periods overnight. The minimum temperature will be about 28 degrees. It'll be mainly fine and very hot tomorrow with a maximum of about 34 degrees. Moderate east to southeasterly winds. And the outlook, there'll be a few showers and sunny intervals in the following couple of days. Currently, it's 29 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 85%. The news from RTHK. RTHK.
truck Romeo Sing the streets a serenade Laying everybody low With a love song that he made Find the street light Steps out of the shade Says something like You and me, babe How about it? Juliet says Hey, it's Romeo He nearly give me a heart attack He's underneath the window She's singing Eli, my boyfriend's back You shouldn't come around here Singing up at people like that Anyway, what you gonna do about it? Juliet The dice was loaded from the start And I bet Any you exploded into my heart And I forget, I forget The movie song When you're gonna realize It was just that the time was wrong Juliet Come up on different streets They both were streets of shame Both dirty, both mean Yes, and the dream was just the same And I dreamed your dream for you And now your dream is real How can you look at me as if I was just another one of your deals When you can fall for chains of silver You can fall for chains of gold You can fall for pretty strangers And the promises they hold You promised me everything You promised me thick and thin, yeah Now you just say, oh, Romeo, yeah You know, I used to have a scene with you
truck Romeo Sing the streets of serenade Then everybody low With a love song that he made Find the convenient street light Steps out of the shade and says something like You and me, babe 